morning, good morning, everybody. It's a new year, and I'm back with tea in the morning. I'd like to welcome you all to the show. I've got a special guest with me today. Uh, you're going to have to give me some leeway today. It's my first day going live. My first two shows were pre-records, and I'm uh, producing my own show today. So uh, give me a bit of leeway, guys. But yeah, we're going to get into our first tune, uh, see if I can get this transition going. Uh, yeah, thank you very much, guys. Welcome.
yes. That was three o'clock. <coughs> oh, sorry, guys. That was three o'clock blues by uh, Eric Clapton and BB um, King. As uh, my dad loved this, loved this album. It was one of his favorite albums. So uh, I, we, I said we had a special guest here today. Uh, I'm just going to bring the monitors up so you can hear the uh, the. Uh, oh, oh, sorry there, guys. Just going to bring the monitors up so he can uh, hear himself too. Um, let me turn his mic on there. Do you want to say a, say a little hello to us over there? What's going on? How that's, you doing? Uh, that's Mr. Ben, one of my best friends. Known him since, since he was born, basically since I was born. Also known as uh, Ben Techie. That's the one. That's the one. Um, I'm just going to let him introduce himself really quickly while I make sure I got all my stuff sorted over here. Like I said, uh, producing my first show. <clears throat> Sorry about that, guys. Producing my first show. Uh, so I'm just going to make sure everything's going well over here. Um, Ben, give us a little introduction to who you are. Wicked. What's going on? I'm Ben, aka Ben Techie, um, DJ from London. I've been doing this stuff for nearly six years now. Got a bi-weekly show and represent every other Saturday, 8 till 10 p.m. Uh, make sure you lock in next Saturday. It'll be the first show of 2022. Um, blessed to be here at tea in the morning, live and direct on Mode London. And yeah, gassed. That's what we want to hear. That's what I like to hear. Thank you very much. Um, so, like I said, I've known Ben since since he was born. I'm pretty sure I was in the hospital waiting for you when you when you came out the old when you came out. Um, you and your twin sister. We've been best friends ever since. Uh, been through quite a lot. Done quite a few cool cool things together. Um, if I was to say, what's the earliest memory you have? of us doing something together. What do you reckon it would be? Earliest memory? Um, probably be, I think it was my, I think it was my third birthday party. It was, it rained. Um, and I remember we made like, um, we had like tents and they had like, I think we had like four tents in the garden. We had like tunnels in between the tents and there was a tunnel that went from the house out to the garden and then to each tent and then back into the house. And I remember there was this like camo tent and I remember, I think you trampled it or it got broken somehow and somehow you got the blame or everyone thought it was you. Um, that's my earliest memory. And it was in the old house. So that was the one back in East Finchley, Jambar. I do, yeah. I do. I was trying to remember the address. I, in my head, the word Broomfield always comes to mind. I don't no, know it why. Was Richmond Road. Richmond Road. Richmond Road. And then you'd come in, and there was the thing on the right, which was kind of like a separator, right? Which and it had like. I don't really remember it too. I just yeah. remember the garden. I remember when you came out, there was like a little patio, and then there was like, the garden was like five feet up, and there was like stairs to get up to the garden. That's all I remember. Mm. I don't remember the inside and the interior of the house at all. I just remember the garden. I remember there was, I remember a big yellow truck that we used to play with, like a, a tipper truck. Oh, like a toy? Yeah. Oh, I okay, remember, yeah, I remember yeah. That so well. Yeah. I remember that so well. Um, yeah, I'd say my earliest memory is not that far back. I, 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 couldn't even, I couldn't even pinpoint my earliest memory. I feel like Power League was pretty early, pretty early on. Power League would have been like my sixth birthday. Yeah. That was probably the earliest I had. I mean, what, like 6th, 7th, 8th? We'd probably do that. Yeah, yeah, it started from 6th and it went on to about 
probably 11. And I remember if I didn't, if I didn't win, I'd cry. So I think it got to like the eighth or ninth birthday and the, they'd just be like, let Ben win. So he has a good birthday. They put it on the invitation. Yeah. No, we and I, I just made sure that I had the good players on my team. So we won. I was not. I would not be put on that team. I, I think you were right back in the day. It was when we became teenagers. You got a bit, a bit worse at football compared to the other people. Yeah, well, I got into, rug- good, I got into rugby, man. Yeah, rugby was my game. Like, yeah, it's true. That was just a thing. But yeah, all right. So what we're going to talk about today, guys, is the new year. We're going to talk about new changes. We're going to welcome you all to the new year. Um, I've been doing some cool stuff in the last five days, six days. Um, and we're going to kind of move that into like new beginnings and how you kind of how people make changes. Uh, I'm glad I've got Ben here because I was speaking to Ben beforehand and Ben's done a lot of big changes in his life. You know, he's done career changes. He's done social changes. He's done lots of different things. So it's going to be interesting to kind of see how he went through some of them. If there are things that you're going through, be cool if you can like get stuff from him. Um, I'm going to talk about some of the things that I'm doing this year. Uh, we're going to try and play some cool music. Um, but yeah, I think interesting. It'd be nice to start, Ben. Like, if you could just pick a random song that you love right now that you would want people to hear on a Sunday morning, say they're waking up a little bit hungover, and you just want to pick a random song that you just want to just vibe to. Yeah. Anything. It can be like, like this, this, show has, this show has no, no like, limitations. So it can be like yeah. absolute crazy dubstep. It could be like <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm some too, weird I'm gabba. Too, I'm too old now to listen to like hard dance music on a Sunday. Go on, give it to me. I got my phone ready, um, and then we'll get a little mode jingle. I, I would say I'd say um, "Lovely Day" Bill Withers, but then there's the, the the version that I know me and you prefer, which is the the Twister one with Anthony Hamilton. Lovely oh, day. Is it? I think it's called Sunshine. Sunshine. Sunshine by Twister. All right. Okay. I'm gonna get that That's loaded great. up. All right. This is Ben's Sunday morning track. This is something we're going to start doing. I like this. Yeah. 
hustler for scratch. You serve a motherfucker, you serve him for that. I'm making money off of verses when I spit them on tracks. And if I ain't selling no records, I'm serving them packs. I got a clip full of hollows, money making's my motto. Send me auto with my blows in the bottle till I hit the lotto. With dreams I own the neglected label, flipping words. My nigga flipping builders better than he was flipping birds. I got the mentality and the motive. I'm on the mission for the money, you can get it too. It's all about your ambition. Play your position, provide the plans and follow procedures. And it's 600, burn it with a pocket full of hundreds and visas. Low when I get that gun, hit him up. Recop, then I get back up. Low when I get that gig, get a crib, get a car when the grip stack up. It's still in the evening if I'm sleeping, paper pop. As soon as I get up, it's just another day, another dollar. I gotta get that money. money. Just got paid, stack it up. Be on my way. So, I'm just going to get into what I've been doing this new year. Okay. And I'm going to let Ben talk a little bit about what he's been doing this new year. Um, because I've actually, I, I've been, I don't know why, but I said, I said, look, January 1st, I'm going to wake up happier. Done. Simple as. Because it's been, it's been long. Like, the last, like, few years, obviously, with everything that's been going on. We don't talk about that on the show. But also, like... It's just everything's been long recently. So I just said, look, fuck it. January 1st, waking up better. So me and my girlfriend, we said we're going to do this uh, pescatarian, no sugar jan. So that's been difficult as fuck. And I've been just trying to like go gym four times a week from zero times a week. That's been difficult as fuck. But I'm just, I am happier. I just said I was going to do it. And I was like, fuck it. Let's just... Let's just be happier. Let's just try and be happier on yeah. a day to day. And it's like, okay, cool, fuck it, let's go. And it works, like on a minute basis. But like those tiny little incremental like things, they just help. Do you know what I mean? I, I think don't having know. a routine definitely helps, man. And sticking to it, you know, and changing, changing your lifestyle for the better with a with a routine that's not only going to be beneficial, but also going to like kind of challenge you in a way. Um, and push you out of your comfort zone for that first kind of couple of weeks and then 
you get used to the routine and it kind of just brings you a different, I guess a different mindset and then that will come with happiness, you know? Yeah, I guess the routine, the routine is somewhere to start building on, <clears throat> somewhere to start building on something. Mm. Like, I ha I can't say I'm happy about going to the gym four times a week yeah, and not eating sugar. You will be. I know, I know. I think, I think the main thing why people get unhappy is, I mean, not, not the main thing. I think one of the reasons why people get unhappy is when they have a routine that doesn't change is when they do it, when they feel like they're doing the same thing day in, day out, year on year, month on month, whatever. Um, and if you change it up a little bit and put yourself new challenges, put yourself out of your comfort zone and stuff like that, you know, you feel like your life is changing and that could bring happiness. I'm not saying it always does, but like you going from not going to the gym at all to now four days a week, it's a challenge, don't get me wrong. And obviously you're not gonna reap the benefits of it straight away, but in the long run, you definitely will be. You'll notice a difference. You'll, you'll, you'll feel a difference when you go to the gym and stuff like that, you know? So that could bring happiness. I Big guess. up to every single person who had to restart the gym, because that shit is so long. <laughs> they got to every single person who had to restart the gym because oh, that stuff yeah. is so long. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to keep. I'm trying to keep on top of it. Um, You're quite good, though, man. Yeah, I mean, I had to be because of the uh, the surgery last year. Um, so I had knee surgery in January, um, and I was always like quite a like a part time gym goer. I had a in my old house. I had a gym that was opposite me, so it was like no excuse not to go. Um, and then I had the injury and I had to kind of do the, do more gym work for rehab and stuff like that. And just so solely focused on on legs and balance and just building the muscle. Because when I had the surgery, like the comparison from my left leg to my right leg, it looked like my left leg took steroids. <laughs> and my ch right chicken leg. leg. Yeah, it's just like all the muscle just was depleted. So I had to do that. And then I just got in the, the routine of going to the gym five days a week. And then once I got the, the strength back up in the legs, I obviously could do other stuff. And now it's just become like, it's got to a point now where I feel weird if I, go, if I don't go to the gym five days a week. Five days a week. Like yesterday, yesterday I stayed in on Saturday night. And at 9 p.m. I was like, should I go to the gym? I mean, me two years ago would have never thought that. That, that thought would have never even come close in my mind. But that's where I'm at at the moment, man. It's just trying to, Trying to bet yourself. Right, I had that yesterday. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, when I got when I got home from the gym, my mate came over and he was looking at my bowl of food and I had boiled vegetables and tofu bites. And he was just like... Do you get the corn ones? I don't know if they were corn. They were like the barbecue. Oh. They weren't very... I'm not going to lie, they weren't very good. It's, I, it's not, not like I don't mind tofu, but like yeah. the, the bites, they just weren't very good. No, though. no, I got the corn ones from Waitrose because they were reduced. Hold tight mm. Waitrose. Hold tight Waitrose but reduced. I haven't, I haven't <laughs> had them yet. And I've they've just been sitting in my fridge, and I'm like, I know they're gonna. I know the benefit is good, but I know they taste dead. They got a lot of protein. I was yeah, looking no, at it. I was saying, like, wow. The benefit's banging, but like, I don't know. Tofu's not. I mean, I, I, I don't mind. I'm not. You know me in it. I'm not a fussy eater. Um, I am a fussy eater. Toby is a very fussy eater. Although I was having this conversation yesterday. This I guy used to have rice and ketchup. That's. I'm sorry. Let's just leave it there. Who has rice and ketchup? Hey, okay, all right, that's so mean. <laughs> it's true, though. On the airways, you know. Your, your palate was dead 10 years ago. No, look, I was literally having your this conversation yesterday. Yeah. I can pinpoint the time. Yeah, where that your my palate changed. I can literally pinpoint the, the evening it happened. Was it uni? When you no. had to cook for yourself? No, so, okay. 
This is a joke story. Go on. So I, I used to work at a roller disco and we used to go around traveling festivals. And at Lovebox, I started flirting with this girl behind a burger bar. A really, really beautiful. And beautiful burger bar, a beautiful girl. Both. <laughs> <laughs> both. Both. The, the, what, I think it was Pat, Patty and Bun. Patty and Bun. Yeah, Patty and Bun's bait, man. I think it was Patty. No, but I'm not 100% about. it was. No, I know. Okay. I know. But I think it was. It yeah. was like, anyway. Um, I said, well, you know, no, no, no. festival was two days. So we kept on seeing each other. So we, we organized to go on a date. And I can't remember if she chose or I chose. I, th I think we found out it was the Faltering Fallback, which is this pub in this residential in area. Park. Super expensive place. Oh, I can't Most overrated pub in London. I cannot, afford, I cannot afford to take people out to places like that. Yeah. Um, I was getting minimum wage at the festivals. So she was like, yeah, let's go there. Well, I was like, let's go there. And I went in and I bought like a couple of drinks for her and I was like, oh my God, I'm broke. And she said, like, do you want to get some food? I was like, nah, I'm good. And she was like, oh, I'm kind of hungry. I was like, oh. So she orders all this food that I just wouldn't order myself. And I was like, well, if I'm going to have to half pay for this, I'm going to eat it. I don't care if I don't like it. And I started eating all these things that I wouldn't eat for myself. And I was like, oh, it's kind of bang. Do you remember what it was? The only thing I 100% remember was there was calamari. Yeah, calamari's banging. That's not a palate change, man. We're talking Bro, about I'm how not, you went from uh, rice and ketchup I'm to not talking. No, 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 no. You're talking about <laughs> the actual eating. Oh, Since okay. then... I've been eating everything. You're talking about discovering but new I'm talking that, that, that moment, I was like, why have I been so closed? Oh, okay. Like, why have I been so closed? Like, that is so stupid. Like, yeah. Palette changed for good. Like, Linda cooks really spicy stuff now. And she's like, oh, it's a bit spicy. I'm like, yeah. kind of chill. So calamari is a good one, though, because I remember I went on holiday with my mum. Sorry, mum, dad, and my sister, Soph. Um, I think we were in, I think it was Turkey or something. I must have been like nine and my mum ordered calamari, and obviously, you know, it comes in the rings. It looks like onion rings. And she was like, oh, it's onion rings, try it. Like, you'll like it. I tried it, obviously did not taste like onion rings at all. Nope. I was like, actually, it's all right. Like, what is it? And she was like, it's squid. And she showed me a photo of a squid. And I remember as a kid, I was like, so obviously you just get freaked out. And then you're like, actually, if you just take, like, if you just see it as like an onion ring, it's kind of fine. And then now, now it's Hold like... Hold tight all the vegans listening in. <laughs> yeah. But now I can like eat the tentacles and everything, man. Like, I, I love... What, no, no, like, no uh, I'd rather, batter? I'd, I'd rather squid like not fried now. Like grilled squid. What, no batter? No batter. No, I went to... I, when I was like 20... I think I was like 23 or 24, I went to Cyprus. And it's probably like the best seafood I've ever had in my life. And it's just like... Hold tight. Octopus, squid... All of them things there, and it's just—it's only they, they don't fry it in it. It's just grilled, grilled with like a little bit of lemon, and it just bangs. And now, yeah, now I just prefer it grilled, and obviously it's healthier. Yeah, I just—the idea of it not in batter makes me feel like, oh my god, what the fuck? Could you eat the the tentacle one if it was battered, or can you only eat the rings? I I'll eat, eat all of the battered ones, or like any like even the tentacle one. Like that, doesn't, that doesn't freak you out, like looking no. at it. No. Oh, fine. Right. No, I, I don't think, I don't really get freaked out by looking at food. Yeah. Like texture, I'm a texture eater. Like That's I feel right. like I'm more of a texture eater than I am a taste eater. Yeah. Like I don't like hot fruit because of the way it feels. I only like hot fruit in a crumble. Is that weird? No, because it's got the crunch with it. Yeah. Like, but I, like I made a crumble on Come Dine With Me, even though I don't like crumble. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. what was the point in that? Does everyone know about your Come Dine With Me story? Oh, no, nah, we don't know we'll about that. that we'll get into that later. <laughs> It's a brilliant story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was from Sophie, story. I think, was the one who made me do it. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. hold tight, Soph. Hold tight, Soph. One day you might get on Come Dine with me, Soph. Nah, she's going for Bake Off. Bake Off, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and she should win Bake Off. Um, anyway, I'm going to get back into what I'm doing this year. Yeah. I said, I'm going to wake up on the first feeling better. I said, I'm going to change and I feel better. Small things don't annoy me as much to the point that I had a joke, uh, like non-argument with Mateo where he was late to pick me up for something and he was like, oh, don't be in such a mood. I was like, I'm actually chill. Whereas like last year, I'd be like, bro, why are you late? What's wrong with you? Like, we've already discussed how lateness is a thing for me. But yeah, I just, I just feel like it's a lot, everything's just a lot easier because I've decided to make it easier. Obviously that is a minor change. Like it's not, everything can't be fixed with just a mindset, like that's ridiculous. But it's just like, I feel like everything's become a lot easier. So what's made you become this like, more, more I, I guess, easier person? I, were, were, were you getting like annoyed too much before? Did you notice that or something? I think there was like, and there was a part of me that was, I think I said, I mentioned it in my first show a bit about like seeing life as so much of life was like, oh, I'm thinking about something that's happened and either wishing for it or regretting it and thinking of something that's going to happen, like the future and trying to plan for it and like using all my energy to make sure that comes true. And I just think there was a moment where I was like, that's not what life really is. Because then if you're constantly planning for the future and constantly either wishing or regretting from the past, you're not actually, as, as corny as it sounds, you're not actually doing what you're doing in the moment because you're only living either side of what moment that you're in. Yeah. If no, that makes real. sense. And so I think it's that kind of classic, like life's not, a, you know, life's not a goal, it's a journey. And it's like the process of going through those kind of things. It's not a sprint. Yeah, it's like, you know, you're not trying to... You I know, hate those fucking sayings. I know, but it's like... There was a part of me that was like, you know, it's like I'm super cynical about like Christmas and like, you know, New Year's and Valentine's and all these things. I'm like a suit. I'm a big cynic. I'm like, yeah. oh, fuck this. This is just, you know, the government trying to get us and like capitalism and da 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 da. Not like get us like that, but I'm just like, oh, you know, it's 5G. Just, yeah, it's 5G. No, I'm like, it's just like another capitalistic way to make money. Do you know what I mean? And no, I'm of just course, like, fuck but then it. that's every holiday that's not associated with a religion. I know, but why be cynical about it? <laughs> Oh, why, 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 I, why do I need to be cynical about it and, yeah, say, no. and say, oh, fuck it. Like, so many people enjoy it. It's a rebellious way of looking at it. That's why you were cynical. It is, isn't it? It's you know, like now, a, now you've just kind of accepted it that it's just, it's, it's everyday life and it's, it's in the world that you live in. And you've realized that rebelling against it is not only cynical, but also kind of just detrimental in a way that it's going to make you frustrated and angry. And therefore... And I'm the only one who loses. Yeah. The people who are enjoying it, yeah, no enjoy else, it. Yeah, it's not like people, someone's going to be like, oh, Toby doesn't like Valentine's Day. That means I shouldn't like it either. No one cares. I'm going to be unhappy because he's unhappy. Like, no. no one gives a fuck. The people who, who no. are making money off it are going to continue to make money off it because the people who enjoy it are going to continue to enjoy it. And yeah. the only people who are sitting there being cynical about it are the only ones who don't get to enjoy it. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And it's like, you almost like take it as like a thing of pride. And then you're like, but... I'm not proud of this anymore. No. I'm not proud, you know, I've no, matured past that. I'm not proud yeah. to be anti-establishment in this exact way. Like, do you have any of those, like, you're like, just fuck the system, like. Me? Yeah, because I know, like, you, you, like, I don't know. I feel like there's those little things where you'll just be like, yeah, no, I'm not doing this. I'm going to do this my own way. I think some, I can't really pinpoint anything. I think that I'm, as I've got older, I've realized I'm, I'm very, very stubborn. 
And I thought I wasn't because a lot of my close friends around me are way more stubborn than me. I would type my, my, my close circle. So I always thought like moving around them a lot, I always thought, fuck, I'm really easygoing and everything. And I'm like, I'm chill as fuck. And then being around my family and other relationships and at work and stuff like that, I've realized I hate being told no. <laughs> and I'm, I'm very stubborn. Um, and yeah, I've just... I, if it, you want to get Ben to do anything, just like reverse psychology him by making sure you tell him he can't do it. Yeah, tell me I can't do it and tell me I'll be shit at it and then I'll do it and I'll do it really well. Um, but yeah, it was weird because yeah, all my close friends are quite stubborn. Um, so yeah, when I'd move around them, I was always like the, like the peacemaker, if you will, and the middleman in between a lot of my mates. Um, but then with family stuff, um, I'm just the dickhead. Do you know what I mean? So it's it's a really. I wouldn't say that. I, I would say I, I'm. I, I would say I'm amongst your family a lot. I would. Yeah, I I think yeah. A, a lot of it is just me moving like a a kid sometimes around my family when. You well, know, you're more free, man. You, no, I know. You have to be a mature adult in the way you grow up around. Yeah. Other people who I are growing up. I think there's also like, my my job is quite serious. It's, it's not it's not the most serious job in the world, but obviously it's there are parts of my job where you have to be very professional and. My job is very social, you know, it's very social facing. You've got to be good at talking to people. You've got to be a good people person, good listener and stuff like that. And it's, it's almost sometimes where I do bits at work where you kind of have to put on a front and put on a character, if you will, because there's loads of times where you have a conversation with someone and you think of an answer in your head and you're like, I shouldn't say that. You have a filter and stuff like that. But then at home, that filter is never to be seen. 100%. You know, you just say anything that comes into your head if 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 it's if it backfires it backfires but at work if it backfires you know you're fucked and and people kind of some people are like oh no you should like you should be able to you know have that filter for your parents or have that filter and it's like what well, i get it but in in i guess your your relationship with your family and also my relationship with my family and yeah. other people i've spoken to it's like the the to be that comfy to be able to just let it loose and like mm. feel comfortable to just be completely and holistically yourself to the point that you've held back in other areas. So you might even be a little bit more, you know, um, without a filter. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like, that's just like a sign of like the con unconditional love that happens within your family that you can do that. Because some people do have to hold back for their parents and do have to hold back. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think I just, I'm very sarcastic around my family. You really are. That is, that is very true. And at work, I'm very like, I'm, st I'm still jokey. I'm not just like some like serious dickhead but like obviously you still crack jokes and stuff but like you can't you know if, if someone a manager or someone above you above you in the company tells you to do something you can't really reply with sarcasm unless you have like a really good relationship with them i mean i've got a good relationship with manager but then the company i work at you know there's i don't know ten thousand people in the world like that work there and there's level i mean i'm not even Everyone's expendable. Yeah, exactly. And also, I'm not high enough yet for me to kind of be a sarcastic guy. Do you know I mean? Maybe when I'm like 40, 50. I can't I'm, wait until you are. Yeah, maybe if I'm yeah 50 and I'm still in this game, then I can just start acting like myself and not give a fuck. But now, I've, I mean, at the age I'm at now, I've still got to be a bit more hella enthusiastic, serious, like hungry, driven all that stuff, you know, you've got to show that stuff. And sometimes when you get home, you're like, okay, mask off. I'm just going to act like myself now. Big up to Josh Cohen, who has to deal with it when you get home. <laughs>
Uh, he's worse than me. He's, he's worse, worse than, than you. Yeah, he, he is a lot worse than me. But big up to us. All right, I'm going to get a little tune loaded that I had an idea for. Um, what I do, why don't you tell us, you said if you're still in this game at 50, yeah? Like I said, like I said before, you switched careers like maybe in, from what I can imagine in terms of actual careers that you were going down, maybe twice. What would be, what would be the, if you were to get out of the music game now, Yeah. not, not, not radio and DJing, but if you were to get out of like the music in, in out of Universal now, Yeah. what industry would you go into? And let us know while I uh, get this track loaded up. Oh, I'd be a football agent <laughs> in a heartbeat. Why is that? Because they make hella money and I love football and I know too much about it to not give something back. Do you know what I mean? Also, um, yeah, I d it's, it's a fun job, you know. Football agents make 10% of their players' wages. So you make a lot of money. And also you get and free tickets. And you don't have to play football all day. You don't have to play football all day and you get free tickets to the games and you probably get really good seats. So that's what I'm here for. I love that because I reckon you probably would have said that 10 years ago before you got into music as well. Yeah, no, definitely. It's always been a long It's still country. there. It's still there. Yeah, man. All right, I'm going to get into this next tune for a second, guys. Educated, best equipped, best prepared troops refuse to fight. Matter of fact, it's safe to say that they would rather switch than fight. Don't rush the show. You got to know what you know to make. 
public enemy um, so I had a question all right I know that you wanted to be a footballer <laughs> not a football agent like let's be honest yeah. when was it because like I wanted to be a rugby player and then I realized that that was never gonna happen yeah. when was it and you could take your time with this can you remember when it was that you started realizing look football is <laughs> football everyone wants to be a footballer I need to think of something else I realised I wasn't going to be a footballer. Um, I think it's most boys' dreams when you when you start as a child and you go to school and stuff like that and you start playing football. Um, yeah, I was, just, I was just always in the, the school football teams and I remember going into secondary school. I think it was like year eight or year nine. There was this guy called um, Faisal or Faisan or something and he came from some next other school in North London and um, he joined the football team straight away. I remember the first game he played. He was absolutely sick, and he scored this free kick from like, it must have been like 30 yards, 35 yards, but obviously those, those pitches were a little bit smaller back then when you were like year seven, year eight. Um, and he kept, he kept playing, and one day he just turned up in a Watford kit, like full-on Watford training kit. And I was like, oh, sad, like, sick, where did you, did you get that from, like JD Sports or like Sports Direct or something, like the most innocent, idiotic question ever. And he was like, no, no, I play for Watford. Like, I, I, I'm, I'm, I play for the under 16s. And we, so we, we must have been like 14 at this time. And you, you know, if, you, if you're 14 playing for under 16s, especially Watford, I mean, back then they were a Premier League team. Obviously it doesn't matter about youth academy and stuff, but still it's a, it's a cracking, cracking team. Um, and I was like, fuck, that's, that's incredible. And there was this guy, so he used to play centre mid and then the guy next to him that used to play centre mid was this guy called Khalil. You remember Khalil, Christ College. And I thought Khalil was like the best football player I'd ever seen in my life. And Faizan used to run rings around Khalil and made Khalil look like some ibby-dibby dickhead footballer. And that's the moment when I realised, okay, if I'm not at this level at this age, I'm probably never going to be a professional football player. And... Yeah, that hit me hard. <laughs> and um, yeah, just that was that. was that. And then I was like, oh, maybe I'll, I'll still do something in sports. And generally I wanted to be like a physio for a little bit. 
and then I flopped my science GCSE, um, so I couldn't do that. That dream quickly ended, and yeah, got into the creative business. Still play football now, obviously haven't since the knee surgery, but you know, if there's any clubs out there that want a very, very average left back that can ping a pass 60 yards, pinpoint precision, I'm available. Pinpoint precision. Pinpoint, pre ping a pass, pinpoint precision. Ooh, that, that could get into a, a little book. A little that's, a, that's alliteration. Ping a pass now. with pinpoint precision, like Paul Scholes. Ooh. Yeah. yeah only Paul is... Scholes was called Paul Piper. Yeah, you need, you need like another Paul, a surname beginning with a P. Paul Piper picked a peck of pickle peppers and goes straight into the next one. Do you if, remember when we used to graffiti and you could like put the two tags together? We could like put two of those things yeah. together. If Potter Paper was a football player, that'd be good, but he's not. He's a rapper. So Could we think really of work. one with Crepton Conan? Crepton uh, Conan kick. came to kick a... I feel like this is class of this is going a bit KKK down the route and it's a bit oh, it yeah, might no. get a bit so, weird. No, whoa, whoa, whoa. That that's, was not where I was going with that. I just there's too many alliterations. But came was weird. a C. Came is a C. What? Came in class was a C's. It was just the it's just the I know, but Crepton Conan is a K. No, I know, but like you oh. can rhyme. You can rhyme with that. <laughs> I don't know, I don't know. I'm out, I'm out. I'm that's, out. That's I'm just, tagging out, guys. That's just I'm, how my mind works. I'm okay, really sorry. So I'm gonna leave and Ben's gonna carry on the show on his own, if that's all right. Yeah? Yeah, is that cool? I'm like, down, down. I'm, I've, I've already embarrassed myself enough. I'm down. <laughs> um, no, Ben might actually do a little mix for us later if we can get it going, but we might just talk out of all, all time. We don't know. Maybe. Uh, um, so I want to talk to Ben. I want to go a bit... I want to go a bit... Uh, go into Ben's mind a bit, see if we can get a bit of advice from him. Um, you, like I said, you've been through quite a few changes in your life, like mm -hmm. big monumental changes. We were just talking about, you know... Um, when you realized you weren't gonna be a footballer, that you got into creative industry. Um, you, you, know, you started off in video and then you moved over to tour management, was like an option for you at one point. And then yeah. you got into possibly management and then marketing, you know, you've been in quite a few different things in the music industry. And then obviously you have your radio and you have your DJing as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you've also gone through a little, lot of social changes, you've moved schools a lot, you've you know, quit stuff, started stuff. So I'm intrigued to like, firstly, what was the hardest change you've had to do in your life like the biggest monumental thing that you've had to go through in terms of change obviously we can talk about like death of death in the family and how that changes you mm -hmm. but i think it's more a like personal growth thing that we had you had to go through a personal realization yeah i think the, the personal one the one that hit me the most is um as you said like going from um like video and film world so i, I studied film at uni and obviously committed like three years of my life um, to the worst university in the world, Hotite University of Creative Arts, just the shithole. And if anyone's listening, do not go there. It's the deadest uni ever. And I promise you, you will, you will, you'll believe me if you ever go there. It's dead. Um, but big up Brighton. Hold up to everybody who wants to go to uni. If you don't need a degree yeah. in order to do your job, like doctor or lawyer, yeah. do not go to university. If you do, if you want to do anything creative. Do not go to university. Waste of time. Maybe go do a foundation year and just bust joke and use the studios for a little bit, but then kick out very quickly. Get rid of it. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So I, yeah, committed three years of my life to um, studying film, and it was literally halfway through my third year I realised I hate film. What the fuck am I doing? 
Um, so I, I, I kind of set myself a little challenge that as soon as I graduate, um, I'm just going get to into, get into music. A lot of my mates around me were, were doing really well for themselves in music, being producers and DJs themselves, and met a few good people in terms of managements, sorry, management companies and um, promoters and stuff like that. So by the time I'd finished uni, I had a little bit of a network, um, enough of a network for me to kind of dip my foot in and get started, really. Um, but the biggest change was kind of committing to something for three years and thinking you would come out and kind of just go heads in straight into a job and thinking that, okay, this is where your life starts now. But in reality, when you when you kind of get into a a um what's it, a profession that you haven't really you haven't either studied or you haven't um haven't worked in before, it's it's literally like starting from level one. And I think that was the biggest reality check where I was like, I was what, 22 when I graduated and I was like, I'm so ready to just do everything in music and make money and network and go out and go to parties and blah, 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 all the events, blah, blah, blah. And then it's like, you're like, okay, I'm an intern at a management company earning fuck all and you're used to being just above that level because yeah. you really were in the industry that you were in. And also, I think that the big reality check is like when you come out of uni and they give you, the student loan company give you that letter where they're like, this is how much you owe. And you're like, fuck. I never received that letter. I'm putting it on record. I've never received any letters from the student loan company ever. Full yeah. stop. Student loan company. If you're listening, I do not live in the UK anymore. I have never received any correspondence. I live in the Bahamas. After 10 years. Um... But yeah, that was that was the annoying thing where because I was like I just wanted to hit the ground running and I think I think it's quite naive to think that everyone if you work in music everyone makes money. Obviously, mu the music industry is a very very profitable and glamorous uh, business, and a lot of people make a lot of money. But then there's there's certain aspects of the music industry that are not paid well at all, and unfortunately. I was in some of those, um, some some of the parts of those business when I when I started. You know, you kind of, yeah, you 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 start the music industry and you're like, oh, I'm gonna be in this be in this incredible business and make a shit ton of money and meet all these people. But yeah, reality, you're getting paid dog shit. You're getting worked like a like a slave. You know. I remember. So a good story was I went to I had an internship at Island Records when I was 23. I was an A&R assistant um, for about... It was like a, it was work experience, but then it kind of turned into an intro. It should have been a, a one-week work experience, but I ended up staying there for like two months. I just got along with the, um, with the A&R there. Big up Alex Berting. Um, and, yeah, I remember being in an A&R meeting, and so it's basically like every Monday, every Tuesday, all the A&Rs in the company, they like sit down for like two hours, and they're like, this is what's hot. This is what they play. They play the music, and like, we're going to sign this, or... We should have eyes on this, but a lot. It's, it's 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 one of those meetings where if you if they play something and you know it, you feel sick. Do you know what I mean? So like, I remember this one A and R played. I think it was like Nux or something back in the day, and I was like, in my head, I was like, oh, I've been listening to Nux for like years. That must mean that I've got a good ear. And then I was like, I should say something. I should say something. But I was like, no, I'm a I'm a fucking intern. I'm not going to say anything. But then reality, I should have said something. But anyway, back to the thing. There was an A&R manager there. I can't remember his name, and it's really going to annoy me. He was 21 years old. 
and I was 23 and I was an intern and he was an A&R manager at 21. And I was like, how, how are you a manager at 21? He was like, I had an internship when I was 16 and I've just worked here since I was 16. And I was like, okay, I've just wasted three years of my life. What the fuck am I doing? And that was, the, that was yeah, that was a... Was what? it hard? It wasn't hard. It was just like, fuck, I've got a lot of work to do. And if I want to be at that level, you know, it's going to take me a couple of years. You've got to just have a little bit of patience. But um, I'm very impatient. I do not have patience at all. You so, want it now. You want it all or you want it now? Or do I want it now? You want it all and you want it now. You know, very patient. Yeah, 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 yeah. I want to reap the benefit straight away, you know. And I want to, I want to, um, yeah. Um, but it's not how the world works. So you've got to, you've got to work a little bit. I mean, I mean I sometimes I think the same way with the film industry, man. Like, so, so I, I want to be a director, really. And there's no route to being a director other than being a director. You can't really like AD or like... Can you not just AD for a, a couple of years it's and not, then... It's not, it's not the, that's not the jump. But then one day the director's sick and you're like, bang, I'm going to jump in. It's not, it's not, that wouldn't be who would cover them. The assistant director wouldn't cover the AD. Okay. But I find it so hard to like think about what else I would do because I've put so much into it. I'm like, I can't think of another... What if someone was like, you need to change your career now? Yeah, what would I you don't do? need to. But like, I always think, I just find it so... Like, like you know how you said, oh, I put all this time into film and then I was just like, yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to do this anymore. Uh -huh. It's like, I'm in that position where I'm like, yeah, I, I, I don't really have like another thing that I would think about doing. Like the other thing I would think about doing is making a bunch of money fast so I can travel the world, mm. done. Yeah, I mean, I've I've had this random thought that if if shit goes tits up, I'll literally just kick to Mexico, some random little village, and just have a taco stand. What a little street taco! Yeah, and literally dash my phone, have a little burner phone, like a Nokia thirty three ten that people can only text or call me. No social media, just kick out and just make tacos for the rest of my life. I see. Mine was a beach thing in Hawaii. I wanted, bit, I wanted one of those ones you just like get loads of logs and you build your own thing and then you dig some irrigation and shit, you know what I mean? Like, no, I mean, I'd have a nice house in Mexico, but just like minimal responsibility to the kind of social world, you know? You don't want to just go completely off grid. Yeah, but I kind of, I'm, I like talking to people, so I wouldn't want to go off grid in a sense that like no one can contact me and no one knows no, where we, I am. We could go off grid with other people who want to go off grid. Oh, yeah, maybe. I mean, look, this is very hypothetical. I doubt it's ever going to happen. Uh, bro, you say, I couldn't count to you how many times I've looked up one-way tickets to Mexico <laughs> on my... And that, that's not even a joke. Like, I've Me still never been to Mexico, and I just have this dream, but I just finished watching Narcos Mexico, and I know that doesn't really paint the best light of Mexico. No. But it's just... It, it, I mean, it shows you how buff the country is, but obviously, back then, the country was fucked you know, in the 90s and 80s. I mean, the country's still got its problems. Yeah, but, but I, think, definitely, yeah. I, I think, like, just, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, it's just nicer than the UK, you know? You've got beaches, the weather, the vibe. Mexico, no, I'm down. Food. I'm so, oh, bro, yeah. the food in Mexico is amazing. It's so good. Like, me and my brother went to hot springs in Mexico on the mountains. Like, we sat in, like, a naturally hot jacuzzi. Sounds bath. I was so bang. Yeah. It was cold when you got out and it was dark, but it was so bang. I wish I'd been to that. I, I haven't been to, I mean, the closest I've been to Mexico was the, LA 
And I mean, it kind of, I mean, there's bare Mexican people there, but it doesn't really feel like I mean, no, Mexico. Yeah. But it's the best tacos I've had in my life, though, LA. Yeah, you're close enough. Close enough. The street tacos in Mexico are by far the best tacos I've ever had in my life. Yeah, see, the street tacos in LA are dead. But then, obviously, Mexican food has become bougie and bait, especially here. Is in it the... real Mexican food, though? Or is it no, like, that's is what it like Oaxaca? Yeah, that's like what Oaxaca I Oaxaca mean. and stuff. I, yeah, but I mean, Oaxaca's a chain, isn't it? But, like, in the UK and in LA, you get those, like, offset random bougie restaurants that are Mexican like inspired and stuff and I remember going to this one restaurant in Mexico sorry one restaurant in LA and it was like one of the most expensive meals I've ever had in my life and for like three tacos it was like I want to say $25 are we talking proper tacos or the hard shells no no like, like proper tacos like it was like little mini yeah mini, yeah. Mini, yeah it was like there was, it was like um like cod tacos and it was like three for $25 and I was like, that is a bump. That, yeah. Do you ever go to Pink's out there? The hot dog place? I didn't. Oh, Pink's. Is... I didn't. I, I went to a lot of places without kind of knowing the name. I know that sounds really stupid, but like, because I was, I was there for work and a lot of the places I went out to eat was like the American label taking you out and being like, this spot is the one, like, blah, blah, blah. And you would just kind of like get in a car and then you're at the restaurant and... I didn't really, I don't know. I, I, I basically I went to bare restaurants without remembering the name, but I just like remember where in LA it was. If you know what I mean. So if you can hear that, Toby's trying to sort out his microphone, and it's a little bit. No, rusty. no, I muted it. I muted it. I muted it. Oh, it's calm. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's calm. It's calm. Um, but yeah, the I mean, yeah, you just got keep, kept getting taken out to places, and we're just like, oh, yeah. I'm just gonna eat here. I'm not gonna say no. The only thing I proper proper remember, but it's the baitest thing in the world, was In and Out Burger. Oh, and In and Out Burger was bad. It's just like you see it and you hear about it, and it's just fucking real. It's probably one of the best burgers, I've, like fast food burgers I've ever had in my life. The thing, the thing I like about In and Out. Would you say it's yeah, it's fast food? It? Oh, a hundred percent. But it tastes like a but like a no gourmet faff. burger. There's no faff. Yeah, like you go in there and it's like burger, cheeseburger, yeah. and fries. Let's go. And I know, but like... I hate the, the thing that I hated the most. Yeah, is that when I went to. So I'd go into the the LA office and I'd be like, oh, I just went to In and Out Burger, and they'd be like, did you get this? Did you get did you get this off secret menu? Thing? Did you say this? And I'm like, no, I'm I'm from. How the fuck am I supposed to know that? Like, if you it's were like, to if you were to tell like walking me walking into a Reddit forum, like, yeah, and apparently there's just bare like apparently there's like twenty secret menu items that if you uh, you only know if you like live in if you're American or if you live in LA, and I was like, I wish someone told me this before because I just got like. The standard burger. Into, I didn't even get animal style. If fries. we can get those rules, those like those secret items, we will we will get them on this radio show. Oh, 100%. We we'll, we we'll read them all out one yeah. by one. But you see you see how that happens in America, yeah. Have you have you noticed? Especially, I don't know if it's just an American thing, but like fast food, there's bare secret items, even in like McDonald's and Burger King, like the bait ones. But then in the UK, there is none. Can you name me like? There's no fast food place in the UK where um, there's like a there's like a secret menu item. No, because we don't do that. Because we're just but, it's but, like we don't hide secret VAT. So we, we don't. We don't basically, we don't fuck about where the where the Americans do. Well, we just we do, I I I don't have a reason to like need to not see what's on your menu. It just it seems weird. I'm sure it's we don't of, know about places that, that they do have secret menus. But it just, yeah, it but I'm saying like like the, like the bait like KFC McDonald's blah blah, blah like. 
Well, yeah, but the they, ones. that's not like in and out I'd say in and outs like a kind of like... in and out is bait, man. No, but I'd say it's like a... I don't know, like a fucking honest burger or something i don't know it's like it's like a kind of in and out local do you know what i mean it's not like a it's not like a kfc where they can have secret menus do i mean it's a franchise you can't really have a secret menu yeah but it's a drive-through though isn't it so it is fast it's not honest but i hear what you're saying do you know in terms of like the people that own it Mm. like the people who own the kfc chain can't really make a secret Mm. menu whereas the people who own in and out can make a secret menu because they're like they're the own like they're so close to the top yeah my whole point is Fuck the secret menu, all right? Yeah, fuck the... And just Give put it to Crips it, just, Dogs in New York. Just, just put it on the menu. There's a place in New York where you, like, dial something in this telephone box and you go through and there's, like, a bacon cocktail. It's madness. Well, you can only get it if you type in a code. Yeah, it's so weird. Fuck that. It's cool, though. That's cool. I've got a little track for you guys loaded up. It's just got into my head. So uh, I'm going to get this one going for you. Let's do it.
Oh, sorry about that one, guys. I uh, Ben didn't know I could open the door back from the uh, kitchen remotely, so I had to run out and get. <laughs> so the tune just replayed itself. That's um, no, chilling. It's chilling. It's chilling. Let me just unmute Ben there for us. Um, yeah, how was your little kitchen trip? Yeah, yeah, it was all right. Not bad. You know, had to take a little break. Get a little bit of water. <laughs> exactly. Oh, mate, I love having you in the studio. So, obviously, Ben's been doing radio for a long time. Oh, you can go. Ben's been doing radio for a long time, so he's used to this, but I'm, like, brand new. So, like, he's watching me just, like, run ragged behind, yeah. behind it, trying to produce the show. And uh, I think it's going okay. I think I'm doing producing all right. Like, a couple of mistakes, but we'll get there. I don't think any mistakes. Well, I mean, that tune one just then. But oh, yeah. Maybe just a little bit quicker on the transitions, but it's fine. I'll get there. I'll yeah, get yeah there. I'll get there. Or I'll just get a really nice intern. Ben, you know any interns who have just come have, just come looking to get into music that could come and produce my show for free? Maybe. There's tons. I had one for the first, like, wasn't really an intern. For the first, like, I think it was two years of my show, um, I had a producer. And it's basically someone just to, like, sit in the studio with you and do levels and, like, make sure they get content and stuff like that. Um, this was before Rep had like cameras in the, in the studio. Built in. Yeah, so do you remember you and Matt came down and recorded the DEE set and stuff like that? Like before it would just be like, I'd have an intern and I'd just give them, give he or she my phone and they would just record stuff. But now, yeah, Rep's got cameras and, you know, I just mix for two hours and do some like special bits. So don't really need a producer or intern anymore. And also the rep staff are incredible. So big up represent and big up all the people that work there. Big up represent, man. They've been housing you for a long time, man. Yeah, nearly six years. Oh, Fucking hell, it feels ages, right? So is that like, is that like a career choice? Is that something that you would see yourself going into, or is that more fun? Um, I, if the opportunity um, came up, and for me to do radio full time, it'd be great. I'd love it, but I'm happy where I'm at right now. I'm happy in a sense where I was doing radio weekly for a very, very long time, um, for probably the first five years. It's only in the last year that I've done radio every other week. Um, and the first five years was, is very, it's very intense. You know, you're, 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 you're wanting to kind of not only impress people, but you're wanting, you're wanting to kind of play the best and new, the newest music possible, wanting to get the, the, the good guests, the ones that are popping at the moment, um, and then the ones that are like culturally relevant to you and how you perceive music. So especially for me playing grime and bass music and funky and stuff like that, in terms of like icons and um, historical figures, there was loads to choose from. And it was really, really good fun, and, like legends and stuff like that. And then especially in grime, you've got the new crop of people. And then I think in the last like, I want to say two, three years, funky's had a really, really good resurgence. Um, we're seeing it with Garage at the moment now, like a lot of people are playing UKG and making really, really cool stuff. And then that's coming into kind of breaks and, you know, Jungle and Breaks is having a really, really, really big, big time at the moment. Um, so it's good to see these kind of like iconic genres doing a 360, basically, you know, you'd like the reason I started DJing was because I was listening to those like kind of genres growing up and, you start you start playing it on radio and you're like, okay, I've got to play the classics and then I'm getting sent this new stuff and now it's like there's even newer stuff that's even better than the classics, which is great. Um, 
So yeah, radio's Hold cool. Hold tight, all the new guys coming through. And that's cool that you get sent loads of cool stuff. Like yeah, you uh, said like you, you were saying, if we do get a chance to do a set today, you've got so much stuff that you could just like pull out the bag because it's so it's sent to you on such occasions. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, like without sounding big-headed, before, I think for the first like year or two years of radio, obviously like anyone that's a radio DJ knows that you get put on promo lists and stuff like that. So like, Media to radio, all ears, listen up. Um, what's the other one called? Uh, ten letter, fucking hell, I nearly forgot them. Big up ten letter. Um, so you can get those, and that's like the bait music, like the record label stuff. You'll get serviced, and they do like give you clean edits and stuff like that. But then to find like the good kind of, I don't want to say underground music, but like the good, the other music that's not signed. You know, you got to do a bit of digging. Or you got to have a personal relationship with that person for them to send you the music. So yeah, for the first like year or two years, it was me like, I remember I'd spend probably like an hour on SoundCloud every day and just like digging and like finding just like the most niche free download SoundCloud ones that were like made like the day before and being like, that sounds sick and stuff like that. And then also looking like, it sounds mad bait, but looking on the iTunes store, man, if you go on like the, this is back in the day, obviously, but like if you go on the electronic dance section, there's better like, Loads of weird stuff gets tagged as ele electronic and dance. You know, it could be wave, it could be bass, it could be breaks, it could was be. It, was this still unsigned people as well? Yeah, because I mean, any dish, like, you've got any distributor, it'll go onto iTunes. So it would, it would just, you obviously couldn't get unreleased music on iTunes, it'd have to be released. Um, but then, yeah, it got to a point where probably by my second coming up to the third year of radio, I just I had, I maintained a really good network of people that. I play, people knew that I was on radio. People wanted to send me records. I knew a lot of producers. I knew a lot of artists and stuff like that. So now it's just I can kind of rely on my inbox. You don't really have to go digging as much because no, nah, not really. I mean, the brand, the, the brand has gotten a bit bigger. Yeah, I mean, there are there are some tunes like, for example, like um, I'm, I'm signed up to some kind of like forum, so they'll tell you like um, if this tune's available on Beatcamp or sorry Bandcamp or. Uh, Beatport or Juno or something like that um, and if I don't know that person I will obviously copy it and buy it but I'd say 90% 95% of the music I play on my show is like sent to me directly so I'm blessed in a way Big up Ben Techie yeah. yeah exclusives also I just I think I just noticed did you get a fresh trim? Trim? Yeah No I got a trim last, last Wednesday my hair just grows mad quick No put, put your nerd off real quick Oh, no, yeah, I thought you got, like, sort of a completely different haircut for a second. I was, maybe it was the light. I was like, Ben's got some new haircut. I've nah. never seen this before. Big up my barber, though. Big up Nat. Big up Nat, yeah. Big guy. Nat's been in our lives for a long time. I rate Nat, big time. Bro, Nat, I, know, I met Nat at Colin. UCS, bro. And then he went to Woodhouse, didn't he? Yeah, he went to Woodhouse. I missed my first ever lesson at Woodhouse because I was buying a zoo with Nat, the smoking area. I love Nat, yeah, but I just want to say, Nat, you are the loudest barber I've ever met in my life. That's a good thing. It's a good thing. But when he's laughing in your ear, it's not. <laughs> if he's laughing, you're having fun. Well, what's yeah, no, good? I know, I know. I hate you. But I think, because I always used to go to Turkish barbers and they're very like reserved. Yeah, they don't talk. They're, I mean, they kind of chat. They only Have you ever had the... <laughs> yeah. The, but they only, the chat wax. To, they only chat to you if you've been there for like a year. You know, if they like notice. Especially with me, I get my haircut every two weeks. I feel like sometimes they always try and get into like... Like they'll always ask me about like women. They're like Turkish barbers always ask me about women. Yeah, for me it's just it's like, oh, you're gonna look at all the ladies now, and I'm like, I, 
Okay. For me, I just revert it to football because it's the easiest talk yeah, ever. Yeah. Big up Johnny's. Uh, yeah, Johnny's. Johnny's and, with and his also, football. I'll put on a bet, yeah, that any Turkish, Cypriot, Eastern European barber in North London will support Arsenal. 95% of them will support Arsenal. So I, norm- I mostly pretend I'm an Arsenal fan. Especially when I went You from- heard it here. But- you have heard it here. No, before Johnny. Mr. West Ham pretends he's an Arsenal fan. No, but it was, it was only it was only so they'd nice me on the haircut and they wouldn't cut me up. Uh, but it was before I went Johnny's. Johnny Johnny knows I'm not a, um, I'm not I mean, an Johnny's fan. a Barnet fan, so he doesn't mind. No, he's an Arsenal fan. He just used to go to the Barnet games. He's got Barnet all over his thing. Yeah, but Johnny's it's, it's just, just as everyone knows, Johnny is Johnny's barber is one of the most classic barbers. He's got pictures everywhere across all the walls like Sports pictures, boxing pictures, like loads of signed pictures. Like. Yeah, he's got he's got a signed photo from like um, Mike Tyson or something crazy. Is he really? I didn't. I, even, don't know. I know there's a picture of Mike Tyson. I didn't know a sign. That's yeah, awesome. It might, it might be like a like a replica. I don't oh, know. Yeah, if it's like, like a real, like a, like a bought one. And he's got he's got a photo of Sir Alex Ferguson that says to Johnny from Sir Alex. That's, That's kind of jokes. Yeah. He's got a picture of Ronaldo. No, yeah, old Ronaldo. OG Ronaldo breaking the shutter speed on a camera. <laughs> you just uh, did someone tried to take a picture and you just couldn't see him. It was oh, too much. Yeah, yeah, it was too yeah. much. Um, yeah, big up all, big up all the barbers that have been there throughout my life. There was a period when I was modelling where I just didn't need to get my haircut. Yeah, I just, just wouldn't go to free. the barbers. Yeah, I just got it for free so many times. Like, it's a vibe. It's an actual vibe. I was trying to think the other day of how much money I spent on haircuts, but then I, it's like how, you know, you know, sometimes you think how much money you spent on cigarettes and stuff like that, and you're like, don't do that. I don't want to think about that. No, I don't. I don't. I don't go to a barber anymore. Just you do you fight yourself? Do it myself every Even time. Even a beard? Oh yeah, a beard. I've been doing myself for years. See, if I had your your head, and I if I could rock a skinhead, I would do it. But have I you just, tried? I know I would look like an idiot. And have I you tried though? I think I will try if I go on holiday, for like because basically, like anyone that knows me, I get a skin fade, and it will look like I haven't had a haircut. So it, it will look like it's completely grown back within about. Six days. Yeah, your your hair grows. Really My hair fast. grows mad quickly. Yeah, yeah. I get a haircut every two weeks, as I said. So, I think if I was to skin edit, it would it would all grow back within three weeks, like to the length it is now. Yeah, but Easily. you don't. If you're not paying for a haircut, then it doesn't matter, does it? Yeah, but then I want my beard to be nice and shaped in, and you just learn how to do it. Uh, I don't want to look like I've just been sent to the army or something. Right? Is that what I look like to you? No, no, no. You look all right, but. No, it looks good. It looks good. But I'm saying, I don't have the same... Big up Wall. I felt my first ever Wall shaver. Oh, the, the shaver? Yeah, big I thought, up. I thought that was a person. Bro, I had wow. to like, I had to look it up because I'd never heard of them before when Do I was buying it. Babilis. No, my last one was a Philips, but it just kept on busting. So I was like, fuck that shit. I think I've got a Babilis one. Babilis? Isn't that like, isn't that like razors? No, they do shavers as well. I've got a beard trimmer. Babilis beard trimmer. I don't know, man. I feel like I want an electronics company to be doing my, uh, my razors. Not like a shaver yeah. company, do you know? No, what I mean? think they yeah. are like a hair company. I'm pretty sure, or like a maybe. I, I don't know. Who, who cares? All right, I want. I've been wanting to ask this question to Ben for a while, and I asked him beforehand, so I'm not just putting it on him. So Ben, when we were younger, me and Ben used to blaze a lot together. <laughs> it's been year, like like tired. I couldn't even tell you how much time. Like the gutters of his house, of his outside his window were just no flooded flooded or not flooded was the problem they wouldn't flood well they would flood because there was blockages the whole way yeah and then when it would flood all the all the roaches would fall on the floor in the garden and it'd be bait that was bait yeah 
So you stopped smoking weed. Yeah. And like, that must have been a hard process. We don't need to get into why you stopped smoking weed, like you stopped smoking weed. Uh-huh. Like, how how difficult was that process for you? How did, like, because it was quite a formidable time for you. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It was when a lot of people would be necessarily getting into it. Do you know what I mean? Uh-huh. So how was that for you? Like, Well, I stopped smoking weed twice, actually. So the first time was, first time was when we just, just before uni, so I was 19. And it was when I thought I had the, the heart thing, Jemba. And it's just basically, yeah, me just being a, a paranoid little dickhead and my heart was uh, just... I say, it was your reality. Yeah. What, it, it was real, um, like... But that was that was the hardest one because it was basically like, if you start smoking weed at like 14, 13 and you stop at 19, all your close mates up until you're 19, you're, you've literally built around because you all blaze and you all smoke weed. But I didn't see you for like at least three months. <laughs> no, it's not even that, but... It might have felt like that, but anyway, but basically the hardest thing was it, it wasn't quitting for like the, the actual quitting process wasn't hard at all because I was so scared to smoke again. Um, the hard thing was like just being like, can I go round to this person's yard and chill? And like, is it going to be weird? Mm. Or like, am mm. I going to have the same relationship with this person? Mm-hmm. And oh, like sometimes you just want to like, well, sober life is a bit dead. And so I, I know it sounds weird, but like, do you know what I mean? So, there's a reason these things have been invented over years. Yeah, like yeah alcohol, of course. Cigarettes, I remember like weed or that. Yeah, I remember I went to a friend's house like probably two weeks. Or, so when I first stopped smoking weed, um, I, I probably stayed in my yard for like three weeks. Didn't leave the house for three weeks and was just like, I need to cleanse and get my mind right and all that shit. Um, and then I went to my mate's house and obviously they were all blazing and stuff like that. And I was like, fuck it, I'm just going to chain smoke cigarettes and I'll have a beer. And I was like, okay, cool, have a beer. That's all right. And then I was like, I'm the kind of person that I think like 15 steps ahead on day one. So I was like, fuck, I'm having a beer and these are all blazing. It's going to become a, a situation where I'm going to become the alcoholic. I'm going to become a drinker. So no, nah, fuck that. I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to become a drinker. Like allow it. I mean, I drink now, but not, I don't want to be like a, the guy that has a beer every day. You know what I mean? Um, so I sacked that in really quick. Um, and it was just about like, it was about noticing how um, like unresponsive stone people are compared to sober people. So I have these two mates. One lives in New Zealand at the moment. One is still in Finchley, Tom and Joe. They are not the most um, eloquent, blessed people in the world and very, very heavily dyslexic. Lovely, lovely guys, but were not. they were never very good at like um, speaking and getting deep and like chatting and kind of really saying how they felt and expressing their emotions. It was very like bus joke as a kid and like play FIFA, fuck about and stuff like that. And when I stopped smoking, you know, you, you, you grow up and you're like, you actually want to have a conversation about some stuff and like chat. And it was bare stuff where I'd ask them a question. They'd be high off a nut. Like it'd be silence for like four seconds and they'd look at you and they'd be like, what? And you'd be like, fuck you. Like just pay attention, bruv. Like, be, the, if we're here together, like mm. we we should be experiencing yeah. this together. But but his mind isn't in the same state as your of mind. Of course. So and then I was like, was I like that when I smoked? Probably not. But maybe I could have been. And I was like, fuck, that's really annoying. And that, now that's probably why most of my mates smoke weed, and I'm not really mates with many people that don't because they might have seen that side that I didn't see before. Do you know what I mean? So that was the thing that annoyed me. And then so I, I stopped for probably about two years. And then it was my second year of uni 
I, yeah, that was living uh, with my mate Asha, who's a big stoner. And I was like, fuck it, I feel good. It's been two years since I smoked. Like, I'll start smoking again. You know, I live on my own. I don't live, at, I don't live with my mum and dad anymore. I live on my own. I can do what the fuck a I want. A lot's changed. And like, because yeah. it was based on anxiety, maybe because your mental side has changed, you might have a different reaction yeah, to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I had like a year. So like the whole second year of uni, I had just smoking bare weed and just going back to how I was. And I remember like, as corny as it sounds, it was actually like probably the funnest point of me smoking because it was like, you're, you're getting all nostalgic of like, oh, I remember I did this when I was like 15 and it's kind of jokes now, but now I've got even more money. Do you know what I mean? I can actually afford to like buy a half ounce. Well, stu the, student loan money. Yeah, yeah, but it's like, you, you could just buy a half ounce. More pocket money. Do you know what I mean? It's like before it was like, you're 15, you're 14, 15, and it's like five of you will chip in for a score. Like, and you all have to share suits and it's like, it's, it's, I mean, it was fun, don't get me wrong, but like, then you get to uni and you're like, I'm just gonna buy a queue for myself and stuff like that. So you can like, just like experience it on your own a little bit more. Do you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, so that was fun. And obviously living on your own is, is you have the freedom and no one telling you, no, don't smoke that spliff at mm -hmm. this time of day. It's like you, know? you wake up and you see it, you're like, okay, well, yeah. why not? Yeah. I mean, it's uni, man. It's second year. Like, who gives a shit? So, like, wake up at... I mean, all our lectures used to start at 10.30. And that I mean, is such a film school. Me and Asher, me and Asher lived... We, we timed it. We lived, like, a 22-minute walk away. And we timed it that if we woke up at, like, quarter past nine, you could smoke a zoo, shower, and then leave. And then we'll be at, um, at the uni for, like, quarter past ten, go and get a sandwich and a coffee and bang. And that just became a routine, like, every day. And then it got to a point where I was like, I can't be this high in lectures anymore. And then it got to the point where you're like, how did I do this at school? Do you remember like how high you used to be at school and just like hold it down? And I remember there was one time at uni where we had a lecture at like- Big up to clear eyes. Yeah, <laughs> so I didn't have clear eyes. Um, I had a lecture at three. I had like, so I, yeah, I had a lecture at 10.30 to one and then had a break and had another lecture at three. So I was like, okay, I'll go home. I'll smack a zoo. I'll come back. So I did that, came back. I just probably like the, the highest I'd ever been in years. Because I maybe, you know, sometimes you just get those days where just a zoo just hits you differently. You're like, did I hit, did I eat enough? And maybe not eat, drink enough water, blah, blah, blah. I came back to this uni lecture being like, I am like burst. <laughs> like, and like, it got to the point where you like, you get all giddy and you're like, I'm, if someone says hello to me, I'm going to start creasing. Like, so. You get bare paranoid and you're like, I'm going I'm to sit at the back. <laughs> I remember like putting my hood up to like what I look like now. And I'm like, no, 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 that, that looks even more bait. Like, uh, and you just the most your, anxiety yeah, yeah, ever. You just, get, you just get in your head bare and you're like, you're like, how did I do this as a 15 year old kid? <laughs> like every day. And I was like, the and, then, and then you have like half an hour of you're like, the teachers must have known, must have known. They just didn't want to say anything to me. Like, because... Like I'm t I'm 21 now and I'm moving reckless. Like, like how am I doing this at 15? I must have been a lot worse. Do you know what I mean? Um, and I remember leaving that lecture and being like, I'm never smoking before a lecture again. That was that like, was the last one. E even though like the teacher didn't put me on the spot or nothing, like I was just like, you put yourself on the spot. I put my in my head. I put myself on the spot and I was like, that was way too much. So I was like, okay, I'll only blaze if I don't have any lectures that day or just in the evening. Um, and then yeah, and then. It became such a lifestyle again that it just led to all the, the panic and the anxiety attacks and stuff like that. And then 
I was like, okay, maybe. You know, as a stoner, you get those intricate thoughts where you're like, oh, it's probably that strain I was smoking. It's like laced with something. Everyone and, always says that. And it's, it's probably that dealer, he's a bit dodgy or she's a bit dodgy, blah, blah, blah. So you get in your head and then I was like, oh, okay, fuck, it's probably just skunk. Like, fuck skunk. So I'll get some Thai, I'll get some hash, I'll get some mush or squidgy or whatever. Like, and the exact same thing happened, if not worse. And I was like, okay, this is, this is a sign for me to just sack it off and this is a sign for me... Someone's telling me that this is not my lifestyle and this, this lifestyle is not for me. And I need Was it to, easier the second time around? Way easier the second time. Because the second, like, first time was like my heartbeat just going a bit fast and me just feeling a bit booky. And the second time was like full on panic attack. Like, oh, no, so the second time was, was worse. Yeah. But I mean, was it, was it easier to quit the second time? Oh, way easier. But way easier to quit in terms of the mindset because you're like, I've done this before. This is piss easy. But then I lived with a stoner. I, I guess with, also I your friends hadn't been based around no, no, smoking but, but either. A, but Asher was living with me. Yeah. And I was like, I can't really be like, don't smoke weed in the yard. No, of course not. It had to be on you. It couldn't have been on. It couldn't exactly. Have been on, yeah. He was, he was very nice to be honest. He was just like, look, do you mind me smoking? Like, I don't mind going out. And I was like, bro, if I was in your situation, I'd still, and you had that, I'd still smoke weed in the yard. So fuck it, do it. I don't care. I love um, that. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be as nice as you're like being yeah. right now. So just, but also, it doesn't matter. Also, we lived like, we lived on the third floor. So I was like, oh, for you to just go down two flights of stairs every day. Just for a zoo, yeah. Like, like if we lived, if we had a garden, like maybe, but like. That's what I thought. We yeah. lived on the third floor above a shop, like in this dingy little attic, like. I, was I like, never saw that house. It was, shit, it was a shit house anyway. Which house did I see when I came down? You saw the third, third one? It would, it would have been for your final piece, right? Yeah. yeah. I, was in, I was in Ben's final piece. Yeah. Oculus. That was the, one of the worst films ever. I mean, I could put at least 90% of the detriment of it to the acting. It was terrible. Yeah, but big up film school. I hate it. Um, yeah, Matt yeah. was saying that he just like, he just wishes he got into, even though he studied film, he wishes he got into film. Mm. instead of studying it it just seemed like such a waste like, just do like become a runner yeah you like might you might still be in film had you not studied it do you know what i mean maybe maybe i, I don't know i mean I'm, I'm 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 glad i'm in the position and in the the industry i'm in at the moment it's good and i think it suits me so smoking weed was uh was a been and gone time past for you yeah look don't get me wrong if i could like mentally if i could still smoke weed i'd do it i just know that I think if something happens to you on that um, on that scale in terms of like panic attacks, I don't. I mean, it's very hard because everyone has different. Every everyone's perception of a panic attack and an anxiety attack is different. You know, you can't say this is the exact same thing that happens to everyone. This is an anxiety attack. Mm. This is how you feel. This is what will happen. Blah, blah, blah. It's completely different to everyone, um, and it's it's almost like a trigger in my mind that like. I know if I do that, that will happen. So for example, like, so I haven't smoked weed since I was, what, 22, yeah? I'm 28 now. Okay. I accidentally had an edible, like, a year ago. Accidentally. Accidentally. Well, like, there was, like, I was at, I was, I was at Mate's Yard, and he had this, like, little sweet jar thing. Looked like Harry, like, just looked like um, cola bottles from Haribo. And I was like, oh, wicked, bang, cool. Took two. And he was like, oh, no, no, wait, wait, wait. I was like, what? And he's like, the edible. Obviously, I'd munch them already. I was like, he was like, both, both of them. Yeah, I just put them in my mouth and just munch them straight away because I just thought they were just like sweets. Uh, he was like, no, they're edibles. They're edibles. And as soon as he said they're edibles, 
panic straight away. I was like, oh, I got... And I literally went to the toilet and made myself throw up straight away. And it, like, sh- literally panicked and shat myself. But if imagine if he didn't say they're edibles... I could have had a great time and been like, "Cool, feel a bit exactly, feel a bit weird." Exactly. But, but it's, uh, it's, it's Although fun. two of them, I think, probably would have hit you pretty. No, but hard. I mean, like they, they weren't like the hardcore. They're probably like a milligram. Like they weren't like the mm. hardcore ones. One, that, they're probably that, more than one milligram. Is that a lot? I, I don't know. That's but, nothing. But anyway, what I'm saying is, like, if he hadn't told me, I might have had fun and I might have enjoyed it. But it's it's the th- it's the thing of him going, "No, nah, they're edibles. They got weed in them," and that's like a trigger straight away of me going. Fuck! I'm gonna have a panic attack. I, I, I have that out. with vodka. I need to. I need to get it out of my system now. You could give me a drink with with vodka in it, but so that I couldn't taste it, and I would just probably get drunk. But as soon as you told me there was vodka in it, I just start like projectile vomiting all over everything straight away. I don't think there's a drink that has vodka in it that you can't taste vodka. Well, I mean that that that's kind of. I mean, vodka just yeah. tastes like window cleaner, so I wouldn't yeah. I wouldn't order a drink that tastes like window cleaner anyway. Unless it was like really really weak, but I only drink brown liquids anyway. Like in terms of alcohol, it's just like rum, whiskey, bourbon. Like that's it. Like just Hennessy, Henny, E and J, that evil juice out there. Evil E and J is butters. I'm sorry. I wouldn't turn it down. Is a little bit of a brandy. You know, like a little bit of a brandy. No, I literally. I only, I know it sounds washed, but I only like drinking Cavossier and Hennessy because the bottle, I think the bottle was cool. You're <laughs> such a clout chaser. That's how, that's how I started it. But Ben's then, whole life is about clout. No, no, that's how, that's how I started drinking it. Um, he just wants to hold the bottle upside down in his everyone, hands. Everyone, I'm sorry, if, if you're a kid, so if you're a guy and you've never, hold, never, never thought to get a photo of a Cavossier bottle and hold it and stunt, you are lying to yourself. You're, I think you're a bit of a gin guy. I've been out with you a lot. You're a bit of a gin guy because your gym stuff, like yeah, I did have a phase, but now gin's just—it's so bitter. I mean, I just—I hate now, gin. Now, I've always hated gin. Now I'm at a level where I can have—I can have spirits without any mixers. I can just put a bit of ice in it, and I can kind of drink anything apart from sambuca. So Hennessy, yeah, brandy. I mean, I wouldn't really drink gin straight. It's kind of buzz, but like... No, uh, yeah, yeah, gin straight's horrible. I'm more of a whiskey man. More of a whiskey man. I'd rather, like now, I'd rather, instead of, if you're going out to a party or something, instead of buying like a pack of six beers, six cans, I would just get a bottle of whiskey and just sit Really? Yeah. See, I've just been having this, I just have, I've had dark rum in my house for like the last three, four months. And I just keep drinking. Yeah, I mean, dark rum's quite nice to just drink. It's best sweet though. Just get a little tune loaded up. I don't know, man. I love... Oh, yeah. Bear Sweet, but I love just drinking Bear Sweet stuff. Yeah. Like, I'm on a no sugar for January, and it's starting to kill me. I'm only six days in. The rum definitely has sugar in it, though. Yeah, I'm not drinking. I'm not drinking. Oh, okay, good. All With so much drama in the LBC, it's kind of hard being a Snoop D or Double G, but I 
Somehow, some way, keep coming up with funky ass shit like every single day. May I kick a little something for the G's and make a few ends as I breeze through? Two in the morning and the party still jumping cause my mama ain't home. I got bitches in the living room getting it on and they ain't leaving till six in the morning. So what you wanna do? Shit, I got a pocket full of rubbers and my homeboys do too. So turn off the lights and close the doors. But for what? We don't love them hoes. Yeah. So we gon' smoke a house to this. G's up, hoes down. Why you motherfuckers bounce to this? Laid back With my mind on my money and my money on my mind Rolling down the street Smoking in and out Sipping on dinner and Laid back With my mind on my money and my now, money on my mind back, I got me some sequins jeans Everybody got their cups but they ain't chipped in Now this type of shit happens all the time You gotta get yours, but fool, I gotta get mine. Everything is fine when you're listening to the DOG. I got the cultivating music that be captivating me. Who listens to the words that I speak as I take me a drink to the middle of the street and get to Mac into this bitch named Shady. She used to be the homeboy's lady. 80 degrees when I tell that bitch, please raise up off these NUTs, cause you get none of these at ease. As I mob with the dog pound, feel the breeze. Be out, Chuck Jess. Laid back With my mind on my money and my money on my mind Rolling down the street Smoking in and out Sipping on gin and juice Laid back With my mind on my money and my money on my mind Later on that day My homie Dr. Drake came through with a gang to tangle Ray And a fat ass Jake Of some bubonic chronic that made me choke Shit, this ain't no joke I had to back up off of it and sit my cup down Tango Ray and chronic, yeah, I'm fucked up now But it ain't no stopping, I'm still popping Dre got some bitches from the city of Compton To serve me, not with a cherry on top Cause when I bust my nut, I'm raising the box to cock Don't get upset, girl, that's just how it goes I don't love you hoes, I'm out the door And I'll be Laid back With my mind on my money and my money on my mind Rolling down the street Smoking in and out Sipping on gin and juice Laid back With my mind on my money and my money on my mind Rolling down the street Smoking in and out Sipping on gin and juice Hello, hello, hello. We are on the radio. That was for my last uh, last show. We are on the radio. 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 Radio, friends. Radio, friends. Is my mic still muted? No? No, your mic's good, baby. Is it good? Yeah, I'll just turn it up a bit on the monitors for you. There you go. There we go, yeah. Let's get yes. a little check, little check, check, one, two, check. So what are we saying? We've got half an hour left. We've got that's half an mad, hour left. It's not mad quick. I'm not going to lie. Oh, bro, that's what time flies when you... I mean, you know, we've played like, you know, we played like three songs. Time flies when you're having fun. That's, that's what it is. Yeah, Do you know, while we were playing that song, for some reason I was thinking about the videos that we used to make. Me and Ben used to go on camping trips together. 
We used to make these no, rad, no, no, mad, no, no, random no, no, videos. No, no, please don't, please and don't. then, but then when we came home, we like made are a wrestling. Are they still on YouTube? Oh, I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I'm not. I'm not putting the names out there on on the internet. Like, as in, we're not putting the names out on this radio show. It's no, no, happening. we can't. We can't. We but can't. We'll, we'll we'll put them somewhere. Yeah. We might change the names. But then we did one where we wrestled. Do you remember we did the mirror camera and we were upside down for a bit. The choke slam, the steel oh, chair, all that stuff. I remember the steel chair and the choke slam. The one. steel I remember, chair. I remember me jumping. Do you remember your mum had that Previa? Yep. I remember me jumping off the Previa onto a chair. Breaking it. Breaking it. Yeah. Do you remember kicking the ball? So we, there, was, there was no ball games in this little campsite. And me and Ben were obviously kicking the ball to each other because we're rebels. At, rebels at 12 without a cause. <laughs> Ben's behind this guy who's coming to tell me off. And he's just aiming the ball at this guy's head. I mean, he's just going for it and gives a perfect pinpoint perfect pass of precision with Paul Scholes I told you I could literally give me a target and I'll hit it from this anywhere. was 12 guys this was 12 and just sweeps just past his head like he doesn't hit him but it was just so oh could have been perfect it was brilliant it was brilliant um, also I remember from those videos um, well we were like 11 or 12 my voice hadn't broken so yeah, I remember I'm my not voice. Doing that again. I'm not doing that again. My voice was hella high, and yeah, it's not the one. We ran into each. I remember the one we ran into each other with boxes on our heads. Yes, yeah, plastic boxes. Yeah, that was. Yeah. For some reason, that seemed like a good idea. That was really fun. Yeah, I remember that. And then you started laughing, and I was like, "I'm not doing that again." Yeah, yeah, that was that. jokes. I remember. I, I have to say something. If I'm completely honest, I remember. Obviously, I'm sure things have changed. Yeah. But from that, I remembered never to try and set up a tent with you ever again in my entire life. That you were the least help no, I'm not of, of anybody ever of setting up a tent. Yeah, like DIY. Has, any, has anything changed, can I ask? Bro, DIY stuff, tent, like me, like practically making stuff, I'm, I'm terrible at. Like genuinely terrible. Like I've just moved into a house um, and I was thinking about buying them like ikea cabinet things um, dude an ikea cabinet is the easiest thing to put together. no but even that just i was like i need to get someone to do it for me are you serious yeah didn't you just say on this radio show you were 28 yeah I'm just i will come and, i will come and build it for you no no, the... no i mean i now i don't need the cabinet anymore thankfully i found other spaces to put that stuff in but like it was it was so worrying that you would have to build a cabinet that you that you just gave up. You're like, I have to find another space for this. No, I was just like, I'm just going to sell these clothes. <laughs> how is how is that thing? I know. Well, also like, so I, I went home over the weekend and I like emptied out my whole room, and I realised like I had I had clothes in there from when I was like, yeah, 13, 14. So I just had so much shit. 30 yeah surely none of that fits yeah no, obviously none yeah none of it fits but i'm saying because i had the same room since i was like yeah like 11 or 12 so there was just bare shit in that room and i remember when i moved house so i'm for context i moved house about six weeks ago now and i was like okay this how me moving is going to give me an opportunity to downsize and be like i don't actually need all this shit you know i only need x amount of hoodies or x amount of jeans or x amount of trousers or shorts blah blah um, so obviously I left bare stuff at home and my mum kept getting on to me going like you need to come back we need to sort it out we need to sort it out and I was like dash I everything. want to rent out this room boy <laughs> I was like I was like, dash everything just dash everything 
And she was like, no, no, come on, there must be some stuff that you, you'll, you'll want to keep. Yo, why don't you hit me up, bro? I'm sure I like you some. You got nice clothes. No, no, but like, there's stuff, there's, there's still in bags at home and stuff like that. So I went home over the weekend and we sorted everything out and like, yeah, it's just hella nostalgic. And Is there any camp hoodies there? Uh, no, I, it's probably one. Just one for context, two. me and Ben used to go on a, a Jewish summer camp together and then lead on it together until I was asked not to come back. And I don't really know why, because all the kids loved me, and I had them all on smell. Like they all just did whatever we said. Like I, I, they all listened to me. I think we were just too good, to be honest. They were just there. Yeah, they said not to come back, and then they, and then they, when it came to like application time, they did still ask me to come, and I was just like, I don't think. It's well, I did. Thing. I did another year you with Josh, and that was the that was the shit show year. These were these were like, they were like activity camps, but you also had to learn about being Jewish. It probably put me more off Judaism than it did put me on to Judaism, yeah. if I'm completely honest. Yeah, it was like, come learn about Judaism for two weeks, but you'll go like... Go-karting. You'll go go-karting. And rock climbing. But you won't go go-karting every day. You'll do one go-karting in two weeks, and then you'll do four hours of Jewish learning every day. Oh, and pay us loads of money for it. Yeah, pay but we us enjoyed it when we were kids. Like, well, It's also just a way to chirp girls, just to kill things. We, we, we did like, that was, that was like... It's like you're away for two weeks with just like a hundred gal... You know, it's just bare easy just to chat and flirt and get your game up, really. Yeah, even if you're I'm not saying getting... it was like a fuck fest, obviously. No, we're, we're like, children. You're no, 14. but it's like, no, but it's but like. In terms of just like being around girls and flirting and just like busting jokes and just like becoming a little bit more confident mm -hmm. as, a, as, a, as a boy. And try, like trying, like knowing what, like. Knowing what works pisses, and yeah, what yeah, clearly yeah, annoys yeah. people and stuff. Yeah, do you know a, what I mean? It's a, it's a practice ground, as much as that sounds horrible. I don't want to talk about any of the like attempts or anything of like that. It's just. <laughs> I remember, I remember smiling Alex, uh, Alex once. I remember. Remember what? Smiling Alex's wrist. Oh, with a lighter. Yeah, I remember yeah, but, those kind yeah, of things. Uh, yeah, but that was, he's not a girl. No, I'm saying I don't want to talk about any of that. Oh, because okay. uh, we're kids and I, it feels weird, right? Yeah. So like, I'm like, I remember all the like heathen stuff we did. Yeah. But I remember the, when I was security, I made a kid stare in a bin whilst I watched Anchorman, and then because he was he was just being naughty, so I was just like, go over there and look in the bin. Yeah, and it, not like that. not like like search through it, but just stare in it. And I was watching Anchorman, and he laughed. So I put headphones in. Did you see the amount of shit you could get away? Do you remember the 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 one leg up thing we did? Oh God, man! So you're for, children, for, bro. So for context, like you're you're a kid on these camps, yeah. So you're like what twelve? You're twelve up to fifth. I think it's well, it starts at like nine, but it goes up to fifteen, yeah. The one leg thing was on the twelve thirteens. Yeah, and you become a leader when you're seventeen. So me and Toes must have been eighteen. And it's not all the leaders are 18. They're like 18 to like 22. So we were, lead, we were leading these kids who are like 12 and 13. Um, and we were like, on the second day, we were like, okay, everywhere, all the leaders bus tracksuits, yeah? Did we not but, do it from like when they arrived? No, we did it on like the second day or something. But we were like, okay, bus tracksuits, but put one leg up, like roll one of the legs up to your knees. Don't say anything. If I, if anyone asks you about it, don't say anything. Just be like, that's it. Bro. Just be Relax. like, just be like, that's the style, man. That's, that's just, Relax, that's, that's twelve year old self. And literally, I'm not even joking. Within four days, kids started rolling up their tracksuits, and we were like, we started something. And then we, I think it was like probably like a week in, we switched the leg switched and just leg. started taking the Mickey out of the guys who are doing the wrong leg. Guys, if you're gonna do it, like do it properly. If you're like, gonna do it properly. Don't take the piss out of the culture. Come on. Hold tight, all those kids that were hell. Like I remember one kid on one of them, like was so rude to me at one point. But like, when I say so rude to me, only so rude to me in the context of like me being a leader and telling him to like come down for dinner and him being like, no, fuck you. And I was just like, oh, what? 
Didn't you say something? Is this the kid that? No, no, no. When, no. His, when his mum no, picked no, him no, up? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I didn't say anything when his mum picked him up. No. I swear so you said something to the mum. No, 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 no. Well, you said, I will... No, I this will, was... I'll, no, I'll no, 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 no. Let's get context right, because I'm not having this go wrong. When This was it's back in the day wrong. when it was like, oh, your mum's are this, your mum's are that, your mum's are this. This kid, yeah, had his hands around my neck. He's a child. Hold on, pause. Why did he have his hands Because they were just... They were stupid children. They were, like, jumping all over me, and one of them had his hands oh, around my neck, okay. and he was, like, squeezing my neck, and I was like, yo, get off me. And he was just like, oh, you're a pussy, you're a pussy. And I said, your mum's a pussy. <laughs> and he flipped, bro. I remember he started crying. He started like, crying. Yeah, and yeah. then I was told to like go somewhere else and yeah. be away from him. And later on, he like came like it was like I was Frankenstein and he was the villager. He's like, don't worry. Oh, Hector. It's like Hector and Achilles thing, bro. Yeah. I was like, yo, let me just go and throw this kid in the river and him never come out again real quick. Like, there are some, I mean, that, those kind of, those summer camps make you realize there are some just Spooky, spooky people. Spooky people. No, no. No, I was talking, I, 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 I can't even remember which kid I was talking about now. But I remember we got kids to plank when they were being naughty. Got kids to plank. Just like, good. can you just go plank over there? Like, and just I do feel like thing. we should change the subject because this might be a bit incriminating and a bit weird. No, we were subject. just, they, they plank in the middle, it was fine. Like, we just got them, we, they were disciplined, man. Yeah. Like, they we made, they like made a... the kids sing for food. We didn't fucking put that in there. Yeah, the people true. above us made the kids sing to eat. No, so you'd sing afterwards. You wouldn't sing to eat. No, you had to sing the loudest to get fed. Remember? Oh, yeah, yeah, to go up first. Yeah. Yeah. It's God, it was all weird, it. man. That was such a weird part of our lives. But we, we were on the bit where you could kind of, you could kind of get away with shit. Do you remember, like, as leaders, like you, you were allowed to go out? Oh, like, don't start so about there was, our there was one. There was one year where my my granddad died when we were on camp, oh, okay. and they were like, yeah, you can go out. You can pick three people to go out with. And bearing in mind, in these camps, you're like in the middle of fucking nowhere in Wales. So I picked Toby, Josh, and Dan, Dr. Dan. Um, us four went out. We went to this local pub, middle of Wales. like So cheap. Like, like cheap as chips. Dirty cheap. And also like four 18-year-olds from London, and then you go into a rural, rural pub in Wales, and it's just local lads. And I remember getting so battered. I think it was the first time I ever had a Jaeger bomb and shit like that. And I just remember coming back and like being... I'm not seeing any children. I'm going I'm going straight to my bedroom. No, we, went, we went and smoked a zoo or something. Cause that, that Did was, we? That was, the, that was the camp where we had, you had the lake at the bottom. It was Bala. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. So this, 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 this campsite had like a really, really... It was on a lake and it had like a really peng-like bay mm. at the bottom of it. So yeah, we must have gone down to the bay at like one, smoked a zoo, battered out of our nut. I remember walking back and we like we walked past the where the kids were staying, and it was like just being like, I am so I'm fucked. This is so stupid. But realizing you could get away with it because obviously, granddad thing happened. Um, but I feel like yeah. that just would that's just not allowed now. You're not allowed to just go out and just get go get pissed and just no. like. And also like I, remember, I also think I just. People are so much more weary about everything around kids nowadays. Anyway, yeah, I remember. Th I remember them saying like, "Oh, you can go out, but like, don't drink." Well, fuck you! But are you that stupid that you think like four eighteen-year-olds are going to go out to Wales on their own and not have a pint? Like, oh, do you remember the one the year before dumb. when we were on a, a tid or something? And it was like we convinced those people that like 
Josh Wise was getting married. Sam Touchban played for Arsenal. No, hey, Sam. Someone's, someone's Sam. Uncle, Sam like turned up at people's doors naked with a suitcase all the time. Well, like, that was like his thing. My uncle or something. I or was what? like, yeah, something weird. Do you remember yeah, that? I remember that. I think I still have that girl on Facebook. You know. Pause. Jesus. Yeah. Wow. Anyway, wow. Jim right. Camp. That was, uh, whoa. <laughs> Out of context, that always sounds so bad, man. I always feel like that sounds so terrible. Yeah, because when, when people ask you what it is and you just go, Jew camp, it doesn't sound great. No, it, it really just sounds It, sound, it sounds bad really to bad. any, any non-Jew, but for us Jews, it's, it's just summer camp, isn't it? It's what you do as a kid. It's just it's fine. It's, yeah, it's just like any, a quicker, easier way to say it. My mum hates me saying that word, like... She yeah. is so against it. Because otherwise, you just say it in like some. I don't know what. I don't know how else you'd say it. RSY. Jewish summer camp. Summer camp for Jews. Summer holiday for Jews. Do you know? I always thought the Jewish free school was a weird name because I always thought if it was Jewish free, it means it's free of Jews, or it means it's free for Jews. But no. if you weren't Jewish, you could pay to go there. No, I think it's what you said is. Free for Jews. No, free of Jews. Jewish free school feels like it's like, oh, it's free of Jews, which seems like a really weird thing to name a school. Yeah. I, or yeah. do for a school, like just no Jews allowed. Like, Yeah, I, it's a weird name. Do you know what just I mean? name it Jewish school. JS. JS, Jewish school, Jewish bro. Jewish school. Or Ju yeah, Jewish studies or whatever. Yeah. I got kicked straight out of Jewish studies. Me and Sam Pepper kicked the got kicked straight out of that. That was, uh, that was my only... Um, that's my only B in GCSEs, Jewish studies. Well, the rest of them were lower. C's. That is so deep. <laughs> that is so deep. I know, but I didn't try, man. I was a stoner kid. Didn't smart, give a shit. I promise. Ah, oh, see, um, I, got, I was the opposite of my GCSEs. Now, imagine I got a, I got a C in PE because I got sent off in a football game. We, Swear you got sent off in your game yeah. where you were being like assessed. Yeah, because the other kid, the other team knew we were getting assessed and we were playing... Um, we were playing Northbridge House, um, and a lot of them, a lot of so for secondary for my GCSEs, I went to King Alfred, and a lot of our year knew all the boys in Northbridge House, and they yeah, knew yeah, yeah. they knew we were getting assessed. They knew the boys that were that were playing PE, uh, sorry, studying PE, were getting assessed that game, and this guy was just chatting shit to me all game. Like if I did one little thing, he'd be like, "Dead touch, you're shit. What are you gonna do now? Come on, come on, like." like antagonizing the fuck out of me basically like i do to learner drivers when i'm on the road yeah and I, see and a I test. think it was probably 80 minutes in and also we were losing we we're losing like 3-1 or something and i was playing i was playing center back that game and i hate playing center back especially is playing center back's good if the other center back you're playing with is very good but yeah, at school it makes you look better at school level the other center back you're playing with is normally shit it's normally like school it's normally like okay the big who's the biggest and fattest person X, X rugby C team kind of player. Who's, who's the big guy that kind of wants to play football now? Put my yeah, centre back. Yeah, yeah. Uh, whereas I was the one that was like, I can actually play football and I can actually play centre back, but I need someone. So you were the good person who the other person would well, then I'd feed normally, off. I, yeah, I'd normally play left back or, or yeah, left back or left wing or something. But for that game, I play centre back. Um, so anyway, so this kid has antagonised me all game. Eighty minutes in, we're losing three one. The corner happens, and there's this little trick of like marking people where. You, you pinch their hip before they jump because it will basically throw them off balance. So if, if they're in front of you, you just pinch their hip um, and they'll, they'll either turn around and be like, oh, what the fuck? Or it will throw off their jump. So they'll, they'll jump in a different angle. So I did it to that guy. I pinched his hip and he turned around and he literally spat in my face 
Like, well, spat, like this, the spit, like, went very close to my, like, there was a bit of, like, spray back, but not, like, full-on phlegm. He was like, you dickhead. Bang, spat in my face. And I went to, I went to swing, and then the ref turned around, and it looked like I just, because obviously he didn't see this, and it looked like I'm just swinging this next guy. And a little, little push and shove, handbags came out, and then I got sent off. Did you at least get something in? I didn't hit him, no. Oh, it would have been so annoying. worth it. It was annoying. So then I got marked down, and then I remember like the day after my my football coach saying, "If you didn't get sent off, um, what what would you have got? I would have probably got an A if I didn't get sent off. A or a, such, a or a B at least. That is such bullshit. Sorry, I was a little bit tangled in my seat there. That is such bullshit. Like I remember getting in the in the assess for my volleyball PE. I broke my ankle and I still got a good mark. And that was quite vibey. But I hated all that shit. Jesus, he's all academic bullshit. I, do not, I, do, I do not miss school at all. Oh, no, 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 no. But I do miss this. It's been very fucking jokes. Like, we haven't sat down and ch ch chatted like this in fucking ages, man. Like, reminisced and just gone in. Uh, yeah, I'll come back if you want. Oh, yeah. We'll definitely do one where we just, like, do a Ben Techie guest about you when you feel like you want to. But I think you should just come back as like a regular, just couch sitter. Yeah, whichever, man. Whichever. Like, I just, like I say, I'm still working out what the fuck this is going. I don't know, <laughs> I still don't know where this radio show is going. So I'm still working out what the fuck it is. But. Yeah, we went very off topic and a lot of, but that's, that's the fun part because that's when you know you've got a conversation to talk about. Yeah, well, I mean... It's not some one-word shitty little answer. Dude, I'd keep going if there wasn't a pre-record in five minutes or ten minutes. Like, I'd just keep going. I've got one tune lined up for the very end that's like just... If we're going nostalgic, it's nostalgic as fuck. Right, so what can we talk about in five minutes then? What do you mean in five? What can we talk about in five minutes or four or five minutes? I mean, in five minutes, we can talk about a lot. Four or five minutes, we can talk about a little less. Well, we've got eight, we've got eight minutes. and then the, the We can talk about the fact that... Poss so Ben, I've lived in my new, Ben says he's lived in his new flat for six weeks, right? I've lived in my new flat for now 12. I went to Ben's flat in the first week he got there. Because I had a welcoming party. You didn't. It wouldn't have mattered. I, I offered to come any day that you week. You didn't have a welcoming party. I, I offered to come he, any he day. Are you going on about how I haven't seen your place yet? Huh? Are you going on about yeah, how yeah. I haven't seen your place yet? Yeah, yeah. Ben still hasn't come to my you, house. You haven't had a party. I had to invite him to radio, which was an enticement to come and meet me, to then come to my house, because it's right next to my house. It's a good trick, though. It was a good trick. It was, I, think I would I have come regardless, but the only reason you came to my house is because I, when I moved in, I had something called a, 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 a housewarming party. Bro, I moved you in and I moved in and it's just party. like COVID shit. Like, yeah, but obviously it, it wasn't it was, it wasn't mental numbers. If the feds are listening, it was only yeah, 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 yeah. Um, no, your flat's peng, man. It's like modern as shit. Yeah, but it's not a party house though. You can't fit loads. Of, it's good though. Yeah, so it means you won't afters. be forced. You also won't be forced to then have loads of parties. Like people will be like, "No, nah, we're not going to have like a massive bar at your house." That's silly. No, I think I, I think I'll be forced to have an afters. Yeah, like six because also where where everyone lives, like me and Josh are like slightly in the center. It's very easy to get anywhere, like to get back from anywhere from mine. To get to yours was so easy, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? So, so I live in Bounds Green. Ben lives in Cali Road. Um, we're not giving you any more information, just in case you want to come and get us. Uh, but yeah, I just I just think. I think it's deep that Ben's not been to my house. He's going to come. He's going to be like, oh, this is all right. It's like, it's it's like, it's been hyped now. I feel like it's been hyped up now. Yeah. Now you're going to come in. It's going to be like, so what? Like, Yeah, I want to watch the football at two as well. What, in my house? Yeah, West Ham are playing Leeds. Well, I, in my house? How do we watch that in my house? You've got a TV. It's on TV. But I don't have any like normal TV. Oh, 
We'll find a way. We'll All find right. a way. All right, look, we'll we're gonna. I'm gonna get my last tune loaded up for you guys. I just want to say thank you very much for joining me again on a Sunday morning. Um, it well now it's the afternoon. We go a.m. to p.m. here. Um, yeah, I really appreciate you guys coming and joining us. Uh, it's always fun to get a little bit of shit off my head. Uh, I don't really think the show is so much for you as it is for me, but it doesn't really matter to me if I'm completely honest. Um, so yeah, it's been really fun. It's great to have Ben in. It's great to have guests in to talk to, so I'm not just rambling to myself. But it's nice to pick his brain about a couple of things as well. It's interesting. I got a couple of new answers about things that I didn't really know. And uh, if any of you like want to hit him up, um, do you want to hit up your socials, Ben? Yeah, so it's at Bentecki underscore B. Oh my God. I, this happened, you know, funny story about this. This happened when I was on One Extra and Cyan Anderson was like, do you want to shout out your socials? And I went B-A-N and I was like, oh, sorry. And Bentecki. It, it always happens. Basically, I always try to fix. Anyway, it's B-E-N-T-E-K-I underscore Bentecki. Is that on everything? That's on everything. Amazing. And then DJ Benteke on Facebook, but he uses Facebook. Me. I use Facebook. So I'm an old person who it's uses Facebook. The, the Insta and everything like that. And also hit me on TikTok. Oh. Big oh. up all the TikTok people. Oh, I've actually just started a TikTok called uh, Kendrick Damar. Kendrick Damar. Yeah, because my friend gave me a Ken Dharma for Christmas. And okay. I just thought I'd start doing TikTok videos with the Ken, with the Ken Dharma. So I called, we, we, he came, well, we came up with it. I said Ken Demar, and he said Kendrick Demar. So could, we, we together we came. Could, could get a little vibe. Yeah. Anyway, so this is gonna be our last track. Uh, I'm. Uh, I've been T in the morning. It's T E T L E Y T O B Y on Instagram. Boop. Don't ever use it. Hit me on Facebook at Tobias Norman. And we're out. We're not out yet. It starts with one. I don't know why, it doesn't even matter how hard you try Keep that in mind, I'm designed this rhyme to explain in due time All I know, time is a valuable thing Watch it fly by as the pendulum swings Watch it count down to the end of the day The clock ticks life away It's so unreal, didn't look out below Watch the time go right out the window Trying to hold on, didn't even know I wasted it all just to watch you go I kept everything inside and even though I tried be a memory of a time I tried so
Mama, 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 mama,